I'm going to have uh, Dave and Ben and Stephen are going to come up, and we're going to read through. If you want to start um, going and finding Psalm 119, we're going to read through Psalm 119 together. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. Just still my heart before you, Lord. Focus my, uh, my heart on you. Focus my mind on you. So grateful for your word. So grateful that we can come together as a family and seek your face and listen to you and obey you, Lord. Let's pray as we read through your word, you'd speak to us in a fresh way. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 119, verse 1. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the way of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart and also do no wrong but walk in his ways. You've commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. You rebuke the insolent, accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me scorn and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your rules are good. Behold, I long for your precepts and your righteousness. Give me life. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. 
And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your rules. I will keep your law continually, forever and ever. And I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings, and shall not be put to shame. For I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Remember your word to your servant, in which you've made me hope. This is my comfort and my affliction, that your promise gives me life. The insolent utterly deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your rules from on old, I take comfort, O Lord. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me, that I have kept your precepts. The Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I entreat your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The insolent smear me with lies, but with my whole heart I keep your precepts. Their heart is unfeeling like fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice, because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your rules are righteous, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let your steadfast love comfort me, according to your promise to your servant. Let your mercy come to me, that I may live, for your law is my delight. Let the insolent be put to shame, because they have wronged me with falsehood. As for me, I will meditate on your precepts, that those who fear you turn to me, that they may know your testimonies. May my heart be blameless in your statutes, that I may not be put to shame. My soul longs for your salvation. I hope in your word. My eyes long for your promise. I ask, when will you comfort me? For I have become like a wineskin in the smoke, yet I have not forgotten your statutes. How long must your servant endure? When will you judge those who persecute me? The insolent have dug pitfalls for me. They do not live according to your law. All your commandments are sure. They persecute me with falsehood. Help me. They have almost made an end of me on earth. But I have not forsaken your precepts. In your steadfast love, give me life, that I may keep the testimonies of your mouth. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. 
You have established the earth, and it stands fast. By your appointment they stand this day, for all things are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked lie in wait to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my freewill offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I will incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Depart from me, you evildoers, that I may keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to your promise that I may live, and let me not be put to shame in my hope. Hold me up that I may be safe and have regard for your statutes continually. You spurn all who go astray from your statutes, for their cunning is in vain. All the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore, I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments. I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation, for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your steadfast love, and teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act, for your law has been broken. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Therefore, I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me as it is your way with those who love your name. Keep steady my steps according to your promise and let no iniquity get dominion over me. Redeem me from man's oppression that I might keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of water because people do not keep your law. Righteous are you, O Lord, and right are your rules. You have appointed your testimonies in righteousness and in all faithfulness. My zeal consumes me because my foes forget your words. 
Your promise is well tried, and your servant loves it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is righteous forever, and your law is true. Trouble and anguish have found me out, but your commandments are my delight. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. With my whole heart I cry, answer me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I call to you, save me, that I may observe your testimonies. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. My eyes are awake before the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promise. Hear my voice according to your steadfast love, O Lord. According to your justice, give me life. They draw near who persecute me with evil purpose. They are far from your law. But you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Long have I known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. Look on my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Give me life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great is your mercy, O Lord. Give me life according to your rules. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, but I do not swerve from your testimonies. I look at the faithless with disgust, because they do not keep your commands. Consider how I love your precepts. Give me life according to your steadfast love. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous rules endures forever. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous rules. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies, for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you, and let your rules help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Let's pray again. Father, just take a moment and just soak in all this, Lord. Prepare our hearts to seek after you by honoring, loving, fearing, respecting, and loving your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys very much. With that, I wanted to highlight some of what we just read through. And to be frank with you, and I'll, I'll share it in maybe towards, as we get towards the middle, sometimes when we read passages that long, my mind darts a little bit. And so it was helpful to have Dave and Ben and Stephen read through that, and so I appreciate that greatly. But just some things to pull down that we read there. Blessed are those whose ways is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies who seek him with their whole heart. I was at the very beginning, and then in the middle there, was I hold 
back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your words. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Just to enjoy what Psalm 119 is, the love letter to scripture that it is, just the enjoyment. There was talk throughout 119. I'm a data guy, so I had to, and and there was talk of rules and precepts and statutes. But then I loved that word of testimony and then law and then just your word. So this is how many times those were in there. But what I found almost too difficult to trace was how it talked about the love and enjoyment and the heart that the psalmist had for the word that was described in so many of these different ways. That level of affection that he applied to it it's not talking about like draconium law, right? Like it's not just like, here it is. Man, there was so much heart in there. And it just showed through and how that psalmist established that as their relationship with God through the word. And the word is indeed important. Touch of a pop quiz for you guys. If you would want to read what's on this slide here, it's also what's on your note sheet. I think this is a great way to to wrap up the importance of Scripture. It says, The sole basis of our beliefs is the Bible. The 66 books of the Old and New Testament was uniquely, verbally, and fully inspired by the Holy Spirit and was written without error in an original manuscript. It is the supreme and final authority in faith and life in every age. Does anybody want to take a guess where I pulled that from? The very first line in our statement of faith is Scripture. You can get this from the website if you would like. I'd encourage you to become familiar with our statement of faith. It's who we are. And we found that, we put that foundation on the word. Much like what we are talking about today. So that wasn't only the only question that I'd like to ask today. As we go through today, it's an introduction, so it might seem a little bit odd. But hopefully you're comfortable that I ask some more questions. And don't worry, I'll talk with you and I'll answer them too and we can have a conversation some about it. One of the questions that I wanted to ask today was as we look at the totality of Scripture, when was the last time that you could say that you read each book of the Bible? Just think about that. You don't have to raise your hand or call it out or anything. We're we're comfortable here, but we don't have to do that. So let me give you a helpful framework here of some different time frames that you could think on. That did not come out that big. So let me help you with that. This one says in the last month, in the last six months, in the last year, in the last three years, or never. So I found a resource, crossway.com. They did a poll of 6,000 people and asked them the same exact question. And here's what they found. It's a bit of an eye chart, but I stripped out all the data labels because I thought it was pretty neat because you see some trends. Again, remember... Blue, so on the leftmost, is in the last month. Red is in the last six months. Yellow in the last year. This gray color here in the last three plus years. And black, never. Hmm. Let's have some fun here. What do you guys think we could point out from where things are at? What stands out? Maybe right here, this is kind of interesting. Anybody want to take a guess what that is? Psalms, it is indeed. Do you guys see where the New Testament starts? Can you see it? right there. We go from prophets, boom. We are comfortable in the New Testament. 
maybe a little too much. If we look back, this is great that people have read this in the last month. No problem there. I'm not trying to discourage that, certainly. But look at this. It's not really exciting when you look at that. There's the labels, and you can't see that, so I made it even bigger. So New Testament on the right, Old Testament on the left. There's still a lot of room to grow. Understand that one of you were probably included in that poll of 6,000 people, but that's a pretty good data set that stands to the reason that this might be true for some of us. So what's the biggest reason that we don't spend more time in the Word? What's your biggest reason? Think about that. I will encourage you to answer that, and I'll answer it for you with my own answers, not your answers. These are mine. You can't take them. Maybe you can use them if they're true, but don't cheat too much. When I thought about this, this is what I said. I said, well, time is a big factor, and well, I often find myself distracted, and priority is always a big indicator of where it is in my life. And if I'm really honest, I shouldn't be ignorant to the fact that there is a spiritual battle when I sit down to read the scripture. So a little bit to be fair to myself that it's not all on me necessarily, but also not to placate myself too much, to find that balance in there. These are some of the things that I thought about why I don't spend more time in the scripture. So if you look at the couple of these, and I thought maybe, maybe I'm not so different from you guys, that might hurt you to believe, but maybe I'm not so different from some of you, and time was maybe up at the list, or, or priority is up at the list, because the Bible seems, and it's certainly the weight of its impact on our lives is huge, insurmountable maybe, but that doesn't have to mean that reading it is the same. It doesn't have to have that same weight, or that barrier doesn't have to be as big. New Testament on the right, Old Testament on the left. This is one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, and five. There again, you can find Psalms. This is how long it would take you, an you, an average reader, not me because I'm not an average reader, to read each book of the Bible. And can I tell you that I was surprised when I saw some of these numbers? Because again, it seems huge. It's big. So this breaks down the Old Testament, 56 hours for the average reader, about 18 in the New Testament for the average reader. Somebody want to do that math totally? No, or you don't really have to. It's right there. 74 hours. So say if you were willing to set out, I don't know, let's just look. Let's say 25 minutes. Read the whole Bible in six months. 12 minutes? That's too much. 12 minutes, one year for the whole Bible. Nine minutes if you're just doing the Old Testament, which we're maybe not as familiar with. Two years, six minutes a day. Six minutes a day. Time, 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 David, I know. Again, I love data and studies. Here's a survey of what people do for 30 minutes a day. I found this a little bit appealing to myself because, dang, it hit the nail on the head. I was like, oh, this hurts some. This hurts a little bit. 70% spend 30 minutes on email. About 50% on TV. Those seem like some slightly expendable, at least a TV. Email, maybe we need that. Housework, we don't need that. That's 50% of us spend 30 minutes a day. Anyways, there is time in the fringes for us to be spending more time getting comfortable with the Word. And as we looked as a teaching team and said we want to do something that is impactful next, 
we want to have a goal for our congregation, and we'll talk about that goal for the teaching team in a second. So what are we going to do? And so a couple of months, this has been brewing for a couple of months, and we've been giving you guys highlights. But this today is an introduction of a biblical review, cover to cover, a book, a Sunday, so that we can all gain familiarity, comfort, enjoyment in his word. We could pull in some of what we were reading in Psalm 119. It's just like, whoa, that's a big series. That's a big series. You might even call it a mega series. But even that's not enough. It's like, slick. It's a mega series. It's a lot. It is. But don't worry, we have a plan. We have a structure in place. This is what we're going to be doing for our mega series. We're going to be breaking it down into mini-series by divisions of the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's five divisions in each. And so we're going to be taking these in chunks of time and working through them. Again, a book, a Sunday. And to help us understand things, we're going to be adding these essential elements that are at the bottom here. We'll talk about these in a second. They're going to start every division to help us get more familiar with Scripture. And so if you're wondering and you're trying to wrap your head about every Sunday what that looks like, it's about two years, folks, that we as a congregation will be getting to enjoy going through this. We will reach the New Testament at Christmas in 2023. That's our Advent series in 2023 is the Gospels. We get to go through the Gospels over Advent. We didn't plan it that way. God's just awesome, and that's how it worked out. December of 2023, we'll be starting the New Testament with the Gospels. And around fall of 2024, we will have been able to go cover to cover. I think so. And so I mentioned goals. As a teaching team, this is what we want to do. We want to help you guys as a congregation, not lead you so that you are reliant on us. We want to help you as a congregation become more familiar to help increase the literacy of the saints of ORCC. What are some ways that we can do that? Well, we can do that by establishing a biblical foundation, by covering the books of the Bible. And the comfort with the entirety of the Scripture, that's what we talked about with those essential elements, so that we understand more about the depth behind not just each book, but across it. So we'll be zooming out every so often when we start those divisions, and we'll be zooming out and looking over them. And then lastly, and this is big, I think, for this series that you're going to see a lot of, is we're going to work a lot to support you guys with resources, to provide you with materials so that we can talk about it on Sunday and you guys can study it throughout the week. So I have a whole table of resources. So if you guys will have some fun with me for a second, I'm going to show you some of them. So the first thing that we have, and in a second I'll ask everyone to come and get them, we are making, as we go through this, our own booklets as a congregation. And so this says Biblical Review, an Old Testament review by the saints of Oak Ridge Community Church. We have started, and in here you will find a little bit of information about the Old Testament. And then the very first division of the Old Testament is the Pentateuch. And that's already in here. 
there's some awesome pages that summarize each book. So if I look in here, here's a page that summarizes Genesis. And then, if you want to know the outline of Genesis and some of its content, the next page provides that. The pages on the back are blank so that you guys can take notes and enjoy this yourselves. So this is supposed to be like a living document. When we finish a division and start a new one, we'll be giving you new pages to print out, and you can add in here. This can grow, hoping a whole testament can fit in each one of these. So we have one for each adult and the kids that are older of, you know, second or first, second grade and up, because, again, two years. So we want this to be a resource that you guys can use. We also... Uh, but not for everyone today. This is just a little bit of a teaser. Um, we have some flip books. These are meant more for like, we could sit these out on the coffee table. Um, just kind of neat, quick references. So it has a lot of that at a glance thing um, that you could just kind of, again, we're just trying to get everyone to be more comfortable with what is in there. We even have bookmarks that have, these have more of the outline. And so if, as you're reading, if you want to stick that out and kind of quick reference, sometimes when we're reading through, it's nice to zoom out, right? So these help us zoom out a little bit and just to get the big overview. If you guys don't have a Bible, we have Bibles that you can have. That seems straightforward. Uh, and then lastly, this is a pretty neat thing that we found as a resource for the congregation. So this is a flip book just for the Old Testament. And it goes through, has a lot more material than what these guys have in them. Um, so you can see that, again, here's the Genesis, talks a little bit about the author and the theme and the purpose, and then it goes through and talks about big themes, like in Genesis, there's a couple of covenants, tells you a little bit about a covenant. And so these are available for purchase through, I think we're going to have them uh, out, out in the lobby, uh, they'll be uh, $22, I think it is, for uh, each testament. So there's the old, and here's the new, and then the note sheets that you guys have, did you guys... Do you see there's three hole punches on the note sheets? So the goal there is so that those might not become as much recyclable material as they may be in the past. So we could take those with those three rings and put them in your brand new binder that you're going to get at the end of service. Yeah. All right. So I mentioned a couple of times those essential elements. What are those? Well, these are some examples. They're not all of them because we don't have uh, enough slide room to list them all out. But these are things that we're going to be covering, again, as we zoom out when we talk about the inspiration or the inerrancy of Scripture, so that we're not just, again, becoming more familiar with what's exactly in a book, but the totality of the book is the idea with these essential elements to help us build that love letter in our heart that we read in Psalm 119. Again, I want to unfold this for you guys because I want you guys to be able to understand and kind of buy in. This is such a big step that we're taking. I think it's helpful to lay this out. And so what I have here is an example of what our next mini-series, which is the Pentateuch, will look like. And so next Sunday, Brian is going to open us with our first essential element and talk about the inspiration of Scripture. And then we're going to start walking through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, so this is just an example, or it's not an example, it is the next mini-series that we'll be covering. And this is how we'll be starting these divisions again. So we'll have those essential elements to help us zoom back out, and then we'll grab into each book as we go through. And I'll give you an example of some of the things that we will be talking about when we cover a book. And each Sunday, what we'll be digging into is some common things so that you can get comfortable with 
where it's at. What time period are we talking about? Who wrote it? Maybe some language. There's some neat nuances. I'm thinking specifically even of like Daniel, about like to understand the language that it was written in and who the audience is, who that means the audience initially is. And, and then what is the overall theme of the book? And then this is something I'm really excited about. Um, Brian supported this in, in an awesome addition to be able to understand the scarlet thread that is Christ through every book. So we'll be wrapping that in. Yes, the very first book through the very last book. We will have a scarlet thread that we will be showing you guys how it is the plan all along and how perfect and how beautiful it is. And we'll also be getting to have some fun. So as a teaching team, we are excited to talk to you about how each book impacts us, how it got us to where we are. Talk to you a little bit about that book structure that we mentioned. Maybe highlight some main characters that you may be familiar with or you may not be familiar with. But these are the kind of things that we will be seeing on Sundays when we cover the books. So now, we're talking big today. This is, today is like a big overview introduction Sunday. So if we're talking big, I think that it stands to reason that pretty big would be something like a vision statement. So I thought it would be helpful not only to introduce the series, but to talk about how it is impacted by our vision statement. And so our vision statement is, Oak Ridge Community Church aspires to be a gathering of believers united in the practice of following Jesus and being fishers of men. So, good job. You guys are working on that vision statement. Appreciate that. So our teaching should reflect this when we think about this in this mega series. So here's the homework for this week. Yes, you cannot escape homework even on Introduction Sunday. Man, it is the worst! Here's your individual, please, family series goals. Don't rush. They're on the back of the note sheet. Don't rush and fill them out right now. If you're excited, maybe, and you've got one planned because you knew this was coming, but I no just made this note sheet a couple of days ago, and I haven't really told that many people except the teaching team, so that would be really impressive. Just wait and fill it out. Think about it this week. Pray through it. What I'd really love for you guys to do, because you have a booklet that you're going to be able to put this in, fill this out now, this week, and then realize that you can keep looking at this as we go through this series. You can look at this and say, hey, this was our goal going through this. So you can keep yourself accountable to it. And then you can look back as we go through this over the next couple of years. See, how am I doing on that? Maybe make some tweaks. So if this is the following goals of what are we going to do with the series, we, us, me, or my family, or what knowledge am I going to gain from this, then I think it's also fair, if you don't mind, if I ask questions like this. Who can I bring along through this series? It's fine if I'm just learning some of this for the first time, too. If we go the whole way back, I won't, to that graph and say, well, that was me. I had a couple of those blacks that had the never. It's okay. It's all right. We're going to all go through this together. But think about who you can bring through with you. And then maybe you have someone that's a little further out on your oikos. And instead, this will look more like a what I can learn so that I can share with them sort of a thing. So one more a little bit discipleship and one more a little further out to reach. 
but think through those. And I give you that encouragement because I'm going to close with an exhortation from James that will highlight the fact that this is not just to be some kind of academic study, but it is to impact us greatly. So I'm going to get some help. So Keely, can you come on up? So she's been seeing the, and by the way, this is an encouragement. This is an encouragement. I'm cheating some because it's my own kid. But when we have these scripture Sundays and the kids are up here, it would be awesome if you guys, if you like they hear something, they're like, oh, I want to share this because I'm reading too. So Keely, about a month or two ago, she read this in James. We're going to read in James 1. We're going to start in verses 19 if you want to find yourself there. My dear brothers, always be willing to listen and slow to speak. Do not become easily angry. Anger will not help you live a life as God wants you to live. So put out of your life every evil thing and every kind of wrong that you do. Don't be proud, but accept God's teaching that is planted in your hearts. This teaching can save your souls. Do what God's teaching says. Do not just listen and do nothing. When you sit and only listen, you are fooling yourselves. A person who hears God's teaching and does nothing is like a man who looks in a mirror. He sees his face, then goes away and quickly forgets what he looked like. But the truly happy person is the one who carefully studies God's perfect law that makes people free. He continues to study it. He listens to God's teachings and does not forget what he heard. Then he obeys what God's teaching says. When he does this, it makes him happy. A person might think he is religious, but if he says he thinks she should not say, then he's fooling himself. This is religion is worth nothing. Religion that God the Father accepts is this. Caring for orphans or widows who need help and keeping yourself free from the world's evil influence. This is the kind of religion that God accepts as pure and good. Join me in a couple minutes of prayer. Take what we are about to do and its impact on your heart now and what will be your heart as we go through it. And just pray over that. Just spend some time with God, ripening your heart almost. Take a couple of minutes and I'll close us in both prayer and our service. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, that we may do that as we talk about this series to study your word, that we may do that throughout that. But God, that, that verse is to impact our whole lives. God, your word is to impact our whole lives. It is to be a lamp upon us. It is to be sweet honey to us. God, we thank you for the gift of it even if we don't understand or haven't even read all of it. God, that we take comfort in the awesome gift 
that you have given us. God, and not just your word, but I think about that scarlet thread that is throughout it. But I thank you that in 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 John talking and and it says about how if you read the word it it points to him God I am excited to go into this and study and be able to assure my heart God and point others to your comfort and your passion and your provision God, as a congregation, that we would do this together. Help this to be our speech, our language, God, your word. That it would be uttered so commonly on our lips. God, we give you praise as we gather together today. Because we are your people, and we seek after you not just today, not just this morning, but God, as you give us breath, God, that we may use it, as the word just says right here, that we may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.